What's up and welcome summoners to episode 33 of How Not to Summon a Podcast. I'm Jim and this week I'm joined by that piece of shit Sheeny Senpai who called me out on doing intros and outros. You're welcome. And the man the ladies want to forget but can't, Grayson. Because my intros are five times longer than yours. And this week we're talking about episode 1 to 12 of The World God Only Knows. Or 7 to <laughs> 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 Do you want to do a number 6 intro? <laughs> I even read it. I even read it. And I literally, shall I tell you what? I didn't hey, I didn't even realise what I'd done, boys. And I was about to go, done it, boys. <laughs> I was about to go. No, 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 you carry on honking. Honk, fucking honk. Golden Goose. <laughs> Episode 7 to 12 of The World God Only Knows. I literally was, like, already thinking about the ending before I'd even said it. Can we have no conversation? <laughs> no, you carry on. I make no by. promises. <laughs> <laughs> Intros brought to you by Jim. Honk. We uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Honk. 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 Oh that was pe- his. You're all pieces. <laughs> that was his fifth attempt. No, seven, no. Can seven. we talk about what happened on the fucking second attempt, though? <laughs> second attempt, fucking nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Apparently, intros and outros are really easy. No, <laughs> they are easy when you're not interrupted by pieces of shit like Grayson. I think you'll find it's Grayson. <laughs> He's referencing really, one of the outtakes. It's really humid. <laughs> humid. <laughs> humid. <laughs> I've got... <laughs> Let, let's pick up from where we left off with episode seven of The World God Only Knows. <laughs> no, I, I think that's it. I think we're good. Let's call it there, with boys. We've peaked. Let's call it there, boys. They won't even hear six of those fucking seven. The same time next week. Well, according to Jim, we're doing episode one again. Don't worry, I saved right. some of them. <laughs> no, one of them was you interrupting me. No, it wasn't. Fuck you. <laughs> Never happened. What are you Fuck talking about? Fuck you. <laughs> so, episode seven. Piece of shit of content. No, no, no. Shini Shempai talking. <laughs> episode seven. It's Christmas time in episode seven. It is fucking Christmas time on this fucking podcast. Fucking give that as a present. And it opens with Canon and her old friends that she used to have, the old singing group that she used to be in. And it's a memory of them. And they're outside the exact stadium that Canon is going to be performing on. And it's just a little discussion they're having outside of it, how they all want to one day perform in the stadium and we see the lead singer girl. I didn't take her name down. The blonde-haired girl who's yeah. the lead singer. Bad guy. She's not a bad guy. Blonde she... clearly is. Yeah. And they're all just talking about future aspirations. We cut to everybody now pouring into the stadium. We're back. We've caught back up in time. And we see that the stadium's packed. She's a sold-out concert. Little do they know that what from what we saw, she's vanished. Literally. Not physically, like, <laughs> yeah, literally vanished. Literally <laughs> vanished. Not yet, though, because we cut inside into the dressing room and we see the stylist with Canon. And the stylist actually comments to Canon, you've changed a little bit. Are you in love? We've, 
before we go any further, like every time you say canon, it just I don't know what it is with it. I just think of the it's fucking the actual name. thing. It's yeah. the worst name for it. I literally think of a physical canon. Yeah, every well, single time you well say it. Not, well, like, it's not. We, we, we cut Ka- to Canon. Canon would be good. Canon. 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 Great show. Yeah. Would, would you like sense. me to say Canon? <laughs> no, I'm fine it's with Canon. canon. It's, it's Canon. It's fine. It's fine. It's all Canon. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Like, literally, every single time, the star list is in there with a fucking Canon. <laughs> And she it's Homer Simpson shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like more to the shot this week, sir? <laughs> fucking hell! Every time. Internally, she is terrified. I at bet this she moment. is. She's got a fucking cannonball in her. <laughs> oh, cannonball now. Uh, cannonball. <laughs> Two of them are just one. <laughs> she be- she believes that if she screws up this performance, that she is risking being <clears throat> abandoned again. She's gonna blow up. Sake. She thinks that she's going to be forgotten if she literally messes up this one time. Not being funny. Massive sold out stadium. Sold out. Stadium. It's not so easy. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> sold out stadium. Are you not going to be a little bit Words are hard? <laughs> like the are you off. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Jim in the fucking corner there. Yeah. Sheedy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not being terrified? <laughs> of me as rubbing as off in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Give me sausage. <laughs> Slippery chucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you, uh, not, are you not being terrified at like, how old is she? 16, 17 years old. I'd say 16. Yeah. yeah. Performing in front of what is essentially Wembley. Grayson has performance issues in front of one person. So. <laughs> no, there's pills for that. Yeah. <laughs> At my age. <laughs> He's 20. <laughs> Jim just shows off all the time, just whips out his sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the performer. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Look at it, it grows when I rub it. <laughs> Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised who that is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's fucking gone, isn't he? Uh. Oh, that last one. No, let's pull it together. I know it's like one o'clock in the morning. Let's put it together. Everyone has poured into the stadium and this has caused her to panic and she runs. That's her way of dealing with it. She just runs away. She doesn't want the responsibility and she's scared that she's going to mess it up. And everyone realises she's gone and the hunt begins. Everyone's looking for her. Katsuragi finds out she's gone missing and he says that he, for in order for him to complete this or get the ending, he must be the first one to find her. This bit drag on a little bit for anyone? Yeah, a little bit. The search. Just a little bit. The search dragged on probably about 30, 40 seconds too long. It was just too long, even with the why didn't you say that at the beginning bit. I even That was just a little bit. Just a little bit too long. Yeah, not by much. A little bit. Elsie takes off, because Elsie can fly, she takes off flying to go and find Cannon. That's in the nearest harbour, or... <laughs> No, no. pirate ship so she hasn't even gone that far she's still at the stadium like she's where still at the stadium still at the stadium right now he's just picking shit (laughs) I'm seeing this as well she's still at the stadium crack down on him genie (laughs) she hasn't gone anywhere she's just started to fade she's desperate to get to Katsuragi she thinks that if she finds him that's going to solve the situation. He's going to give her the support she needs and she's going to be able to perform. 
Elsie does what she should have done at the start. She realizes that when she, every time the sensor goes off, it logs it inside the device, which means that she can activate it whenever she wants. So she decides she can turn it on and it will literally take them directly to Cannon. She literally is the worst lost soul hunter ever. Ever. Like, we know this from why later on in season two. This is the worst episode in this show, right? Ooh, so far. No. It's not the worst. This no, is not the worst girl, but worst. this is the worst episode. Probably the best girl that there is out of all the girls he has to conquer, as it was. First seven minutes, yeah, I'll give it to you. It's not that good. After that... You're just You just like the songs at the end. No, no. The, the no. conclusion, <laughs> the conclusion is, good. is good. It's okay. Well, turns out she's sitting about two benches down from Katsuragi. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you there. He spots her after the sensor tells him that she's two benches down. Calls her out. She goes to him and she says to him... That doesn't even happen. Elsie fucks off going, oh, it's somewhere around here. And then he looks to her, he looks to his right and then sees her. It's like, all right, fair enough. She's literally right there. Fucking senses shit. It's Google Maps. It's go- <laughs> no, Google Maps works. That's true. Apple Maps. Then. It's Apple Maps. <laughs> she tells Katsuragi that she wants him to stay by her side and that she needs him and... Again, she's relying heavily upon him. She goes to kiss him, and he stops her. Love this message. Uh, this is the bit where it, the episode was here for me for a start, but when this happens, this is really good. He stops her, and he says, this is a cop-out. You shouldn't need others to validate your own existence. Good message. Very good message, and, th- and this one is that what probably makes reflects th- across everywhere, yeah. really. This, this is what makes this the better episode of quite a few of the other episodes, really, is the message that it gives gives you. That you don't need others to validate who you are, you just need to know who you are. And this is when she hears from across the water at the in the stadium, everybody calling her name. The manager opens up the stadium roof, doesn't she? So she hears that people are cheering her name, right? This definitely happens. Yes, she because goes, she says, them. can you yeah. hear them? Can you yeah. hear them? And Katsuragi says, it's not fair for me to keep you to myself when they all need you just as much. The message sinks in with her, and just before she turns to leave, she says, I would have been willing to sing for one person and one person alone. She says goodbye, and then she kisses him. The soul comes out, same old thing. It's caught by Elsie in the giant jar. I think this... This one in particular, we've had a couple before this, but this one has the hardest hitting message and actually probably the most romantic story out of all of them. Yes. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, really, when I think about it, Running Girl, eh. No, that was that was a quick sort yeah, of that introduction. Was a quick fi- that that was setting the rules of what yeah. was going yeah. to be happening. Second yeah. one was... I enjoyed was it, but... Was that the but, Rich Girl? Yeah, Rich the Girl. The Rich Girl is kind of the same message. It's a be who you are, not who... Yes, well, no, but, yeah, live your own life. Other people. Yeah, live your own life. <clears throat> this one's all about like depression and anxiety. No, just be stuff confident like in your own self. Yeah, well, she needs validation from everybody for some reason because she's worried that she'll be nothing without it. Yeah, so it's all about being confident in who you are. Yeah, which I really love this episode. I liked the start. Well, I liked the start of how they met. I liked how it finishes definitely. And Cannon ends up going back 
just as she's about to walk in the dressing room again. I think it's lost in translation again because there's no subtitles, but there's a two sets of flowers by her door. It's the two girls from her band. Yes, yes. Definitely. Uh, it's definitely the two girls from the band. Wishing her well. Yeah. Uh, that's what I I believe it is. Obviously, again, we're not getting the translation given to us in English, it but it's, it's got to be, hasn't it? Like, you put two and two together yeah. right there. That's definitely what's happening. And she goes out and she sings. She sings the, the, the slow song. It's another really good song. And she sings, at the end of the song, she turns around and she says that that I, she sung it for one person. And this point, we do see Kasaragi in the actual audience, don't we? He is And there. he looks struck by it. He is, I think he is romantically interested in this Is this romantic girl. or is this just someone learning humans? No. He knows uh, fuck all about women. I think he, I think he liked her. I, I think, think he I don't her. think it's liked. I think it's lost. I think this is what? the first. Yeah, this no, is the first. No, we've I don't, seen I don't Lust think in Chimonita. Nah. You I don't can't think he be feels given lust. that. Nah, it's not lust. We've seen Lust in Chimonita. We don't no, need to see that. Love. This is puppy love. What? It's not. This isn't. It's a not real. because it's reciprocated. Yeah, that so doesn't mean it's not puppy love. Puppy love can be reciprocated. It's just not real. It's not forever lasting. It's puppy love. Fucking love guru over here. It's age, not portrayed wisdom. very well, though, in any Japanese anime. When no, young ones fall in love, right. they that's tend to stay that, together. That's because that's who, you know, they're idolizing these younger people. Yeah. I think it's good romance. To be though. much older than what they are mm. it's good romance. emotionally. It's not, uh, it doesn't mean it's a bad romance. It just means it's not real romance. Nothing that they do suggests that they're going to last forever, would be in love forever. Well, it's not It's not going to happen anyway, because we know they lose their memory, so... Yeah, each one of them keeps a little bit. But to him, that would that, I think that would hurt. Yeah, I think it I would. Think it I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just saying it's not going to be breakdown and fucking... No, but I think eventually... Him if you learning... Were, if you were doing like, that, it would take its toll on you. Yeah. Eventually. Not massively. Really? I don't know. How many girls could you probably romance before yeah. finally getting... Involved with one of them to the a feels. point. To feels. Me? I mean, it's easy. You just turn it off. Fucking robot over here, Grayson. <laughs> but if you don't want to fall in love, don't fall in love. It's it's not a difficult concept. Yeah, but it's. It, I don't. All think... you have to do is highlight the flaws rather than making excuses for flaws. No. I think it's very difficult to you. Fall is that in not? Love. Is that not a? There's a difference of him pursuing. Is. There's him, there's a difference of him pursuing a girl for the purpose of I just need to get her to kiss me. Which is he's the running not, girl. He's not doing that. He is like we've said before. He percent did that. No, he's fixing them. Yeah, yeah, but he still did that. Yeah, he but still he got to the point. He doesn't and have even to. Even when even when the girl was like, "I will do this for you," he went, "No, this is a game." Elsie said to him that all he had to do was kiss them. Yep. Get, yeah. Get them to like him enough guess to kiss what? them. She went she to never kiss said him. fix their lives or help them yep. that's in the long of, run That's of the things. whole point of the show, though, is the spirit is latching onto something that's bad within inside them. Yeah, so he has to fix that problem. To, yeah. Like, it, yeah it, I, but that's, I he's never told that he has on, to do that. I don't think it latches onto random girls. It latches no. onto girls with a problem. Troubled yeah. people, yeah. That's what it does. But, so inherently then, every girl that he comes why across didn't a loose soul go in a guy? Probably does. But they probably get gawky episode. <laughs> Where's my banana? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cannon's song then goes into an upbeat song, and the performance ends. And Kasaragi goes to leave the stadium, and he turns around and he says, "Like she's become a great big shining star." 
Yeah, that's why I think he's more involved as well, because she's like, oh, she's become an idol. Or like no, no she's, she's yeah, not she an said, idol. She's become a star. Yeah, well, that's what become, he says. That's what he though. says. Yeah. He says she's become a great big shining star. And the episode ends with Cannon alone on the stage in the empty stadium, and she's singing a little bit, and she just says thank you. Yeah, and it ends. But then she doesn't re- remember him. Told you this is a great. That was a great woman setup for a full romance. And I wish, I wish they'd had a bit more of them too. They don't later on at all it's more of like it shifts in season two into the next stage but yeah i wish he'd done a lot more of this i agree with you grayson on the fact that i think he should have gone one to another to another to another to another but they could have had i think canon as a reoccurring incident that comes back in season three when they actually go back to season three canon does appear again in season two Two and they all get their memories back yeah but that's what I mean. Like, I think they should have done individual, individual, individual. But I think he should have had one that he'd have really fallen for, but didn't realise it until season three. Uh, Chihiro is close to yeah, being I that. Yeah, I know. In season three and how that ends. But I think me and you had this discussion when we actually watched the full thing, didn't we? We said that we preferred canon to Chihiro. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's my favourite yeah. female character in this. We're going to episode eight. Um, episode eight is one of the ones that they use to like almost fill. Um, so we it's had the first filler. Well, no, no. Te- technically, the um, technically the glitched game was a filler. That's a filler. Yeah, but it was a good episode, and it was character building. It was. It was Did okay. We need it? Yeah, it's a filler. Really? It's, For a comedy, it, you want that level of depth? No, I think because it does, it's it. a bit of both. They're fuck doing it. it to break the mold a little bit. Yeah, fuck it. But episode eight opens with Katsuragi's mum in the shower, Ouch and then one. she's in the bath. Ouch. Oh, Ouch. Uh, good scene. And we see something is steaming towards the house. It's stalking towards is where she's son? at. Is it Grayson? That's his MO. No, it's some sort of monster. Is, uh, it, is, Grayson, it, is it her son? Because that's his MO. <laughs> and we, we jump and... I don't creep. I hide in the bushes <laughs> like a T-1000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moth. What the fuck are you freaking out for? Yeah, hit it with a fucking curtain rail. <laughs> you big girl. It's a moth. What is it going to do? Dust uh, on you? But it's fucked. Don't worry. It's it's in the spider web. Don't worry about it. It's not. It is. It's free. Oh, bollocks. Kill it's, it. It's a strong moth. Kill it. It's Mothra. Are we ready? No. No, Jim's scared of a moth. Uh. Will you stop? Uh. <laughs> ah. Keep hitting my head on the fucking mic. Well, stop paying attention to the tiny, tiny, tiny moth that's like one centimetre big. You'd know about fucking inches. You're damn right I'd know about inches. Uh, anyway, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, I keep smacking my head on the mic. <laughs> so we skip, and Katsuragi's mum's fine. Um, she's doing the washing. Um, so we don't know actually what happened. So we'll come back to the bath scene. Elsie's made lunch for Katsuragi, and it's basically alive. It's tentacles that are coming out of a... Lunchbox? Lunchbox. With eyeballs. It's alive. And he has a go at her, and he calls her, I believe, a stupid bug demon. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Like, this... For me, this episode, out of all of the episode, is a nothing episode. It is. There's yeah. not a lot that happens, and it goes back on so much. They're from trying point of to views. reinforce the relationship between Elsie and Katsuragi, but they just don't. They hit fall it. so short. Yeah, on that they in do. This episode. 
So we it jumps and we see Elsie crying to Chihiro in class about how rude Katsuragi has been to her. And Chihiro gives her the idea to make Katsuragi a cake. So she does. She replaces herself in class with a giant inflatable version of herself. I did enjoy that. That was funny. Oh, the giant inflatable woman. I'm shocked by this. <laughs> I am shocked that you enjoy the giant inflatable woman. They're in the heights. <laughs> and she goes off to the school... Of hard knocks? <laughs> Disco. This, what's it called? Food, the food tech lab? Yeah, the food tech. Yeah, she goes off to the food tech lab. Is that what you lab. called it? Food tech? It Hold was up. Food tech. Hold up. Food technology. Bit of a funny story on that one. Food technology. That's what we called it. Technology. Fruit tech. Fruit tech? Fruit tech. Fruit tech. Food tech. Food technology, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was called back in our day. Back in your day. Yeah. All right. Funny story. Sam Hall, friend of the show, Sam Friend of the show, Sam Hall, he told everybody in class that our teacher of food tech was my nan. And everyone believed him. So literally, my teacher had to tell everybody at school that she wasn't my nan. <laughs> like, literally, that happened. This was high school, by the way. Right. Sam talked to people. So- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ladies. So, while making this cake, Elsie uses some odd ingredients. Those included monster eggs. One of those eggs hatches... It turns into, well, Elsie a calls gargoyle? it a, It's a gargoyle, right? She calls it a dragon. It's a fucking gargoyle. It's a gargoyle. It's a gargoyle. A green gargoyle. Then we get a musical cooking sequence. There's a lot of random shit that happens in this episode. A musical oh, cooking sequence where she's making the cake. Fucking bibbidi-bobbidi bollocks going on here. During this sequence, by the way, she puts a microwave, the food in a microwave. <laughs> she puts the food in a microwave and hangs it over, over an open yeah. fire. Yep. To cook it. Well, cook for two, cooked at 200 degrees in the microwave. She nearly finishes the cake. She gets to the point where she's putting the strawberries on top. The gargoyle turns up. And eats one of the strawberries? All the eggs hatch at the same time. That's the most delicate taking of a strawberry, by the way. <laughs> what a giant gargoyle. And the microwave explodes. How? I have a, look, I have a problem with how the fuck does that microwave explode? Why does it explode? Because it's under an open fire. And? Surely it'd be cool if it was under the fire. I don't know. Should it be melted? It causes a massive hole in the school as well. I know. We cut to them being at home and Katsuragi turns to her and says that he doesn't eat sweets as part of his diet anyway. So he knew what she was up to. Because then it cuts to Katsuragi. To be fair, cake sucks. What? (laughs) No, it does. Cake sucks. Pie is better. No, 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 no. Cake is terrible. What? Pretty much all cakes, except cheesecake. Cheesecake's pretty fly. Pie is better. Steak what? and kidney. What, what about a Victoria Sausage sandwich? Tomato. Love no. a bit of, I mean, Victoria Fucking sponge Victoria cake. Victoria sponge is the worst oh, cake. Oh, jam sponge cake. Oh, lovely. The I prefer stars. Fuck is wrong with, with that? You? With yeah, I prefer stars. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> you right Get out of my pub. <laughs> <laughs> Set of he prefers starters, doesn't he? <laughs> starters are better. Cake sucks. What? Victoria cake is the worst Look, cake ever. I can't. I will agree. No, that starters are cherry better. bakewells are the oh. worst cake ever. <gasps> they suck. The cherry on the top is pretty good. The rest is fucking shit. You fucking take that back. <laughs> <laughs> and the buttery biscuit base is the worst part of a cheesecake. Base, 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 base. Knowledge. Knowledge. Moving back 
to the episode. <laughs> Sorry. The day repeats itself with the monster lunch incident and everything like that. But we see it from Katsuragi's perspective. This is the moment when he gets the perfect score on the test, even though he's not paying any attention whatsoever. And we have the crimson chin. Sorry, magnolia chin. <laughs> magnolia chin. Magnolia he, jawline. <laughs> he recognises that there's a fake Elsie in the class that she's been replaced with an inflatable. No one else does? Really? No one else is going to notice that the doll? No. Magic. 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 We, we get him in gym class as well, and he's... <laughs> he's doing laps <laughs> <laughs> hello ladies and gentlemen <laughs> welcome to gym class <laughs> and he's, they will learn he's running laps <laughs> and uh, the big chin teacher is taking over the class and he's absolutely dying gets a second win because he starts playing video games while running doesn't work <laughs> he's getting motion sick it gives him a small boost oh, and that's no. it and the teacher's like I'm going to pay you a home visit because you're misbehaving. That doesn't sound like gym class (laughs) at all. (laughs) And then we get the explosion and Katsuragi sees a cake in the bush that has flown out. Wasn't it on top of the fucking gargoyle's head? It's in a bush. Like, doesn't he almost get hit by a gargoyle? Yes, yeah, yeah, it flies past him. Cut to him, well, cut to their home, and his mum is getting a phone call from the big chin teacher. She fucking hates the teacher. She she knows 100% this teacher's got it out for him. As a parent, your kid's getting perfect scores, never any issues. Like, But the teacher decides he's going to ring and say, like, I'm coming for a home visit because I'm not happy with how he's performing. To be fair. Did you boys have this with your parents as well, where a teacher would, like... Rag the shit out of you, and then your parents would be like, no, fuck that teacher. I fucking wish a teacher would rag the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Miss Blade? <laughs> <laughs> that boy knows where it's at. <laughs> Mr. Coney. <laughs> we, go, we go full loop to the mum being in the shower and the bath. and That's why the teacher's doing a home visit. And uh, <laughs> she believes somebody's outside or and then she thinks they've broken in the house and she takes a swing at a figure that is hiding behind the counter. I'm not going to lie, before we even get to that point, I know it's him, it's Katsuragi. Kats- yeah, it's Katsuragi and he's eating Elsie's cake that she made for him. When she only sees the top of his head, I'm still like, that's Katsuragi. Um, then the gargoyle appears on the roof with the lunchbox and the lunchbox monster eats the gargoyle. And the teacher sees this. And the teacher's about to go to the house, sees this, and the lunchbox thing looks at him, and they both run off. End of episode. Tales of the Crimson Chin. Tell me that's not a filler. That is a... Tell me any part of that is not just a horrible mess of, we ran out of an episode. The whole point point of that was supposed to be that Elsie does something nice for him, and he actually acknowledges it. That's That's Shimony episode 12, that is. That's a filler filler. It was shit. It that was one. fucking awful. That was awful. Into episode nine. It opens with Katsuragi basically telling Elsie that she needs to start learning more about the real world. Oh, no. She's got to brush no. up on her knowledge. I fucking hate the librarian. Very so true. she goes to the library. Fucking hate her. These fucking episodes are shit. I like the librarian, but... No. Okay. Do you know what? The you're gonna worst have... one. Guys, you're going to have a... Summoning boys first. 
you've got all three opinions here. I am neither for or against. We've got for and we've got against. So I, I have no problems with the library <laughs> episodes, to be honest. But they're not amazing. Long-winded. There's a lot of unnecessariness in them. This could have been a one-episode girl. Yeah. Actually, not, I agree with that. This could have been a one-episode girl, and it drags on for, what, three? Two. 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 Three. Fuck me. Three. Three? Yeah. Three. Yeah. So it opens... Well, we've said it. Go, they go into the library. Elsie finds a book on fire trucks, and she falls in love with fire trucks because they're big and red. And we get the introduction to Shiori, voiced by Hilary Haig. We've already had Hilary Haig. She was Mio as well, so we know who she is. Do they never appear in the same scene then? No. They mustn't. Because... Well, no, one's an anime character and the other one's a voice actress. <laughs> oh, you're a good... <laughs> well, what's that? What's that? What's that on your desk? Oh, that's a piece of shit. Sorry, it's you. Sorry. You're the only one touching the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's on your chair instead, you piece of shit. No, no, tell me more about your jokes. <laughs> Elsie goes to Shiori. <laughs> They're real zingers. <laughs> go back to episode one. Elsie goes to go back to episode one. Elsie goes to Shiori to ask her about more books on fire trucks, but. Shiori ignores her because she's so engrossed in her book. This character is... Annoying. Very shy. Annoying. Very, very shy. Annoying. She tells Elsie to come back after school, if that's possible. Then her soul alarm goes off. Shiori is the next target. It's the first time that there's actually mildly consistent scannage, isn't there? Well, no, she has a full conversation with them. Oh, first. yeah, that's true. I forget she has a full conversation about fire trucks, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, well, she. Show she, me your big red one. She grabs. Is Katsur- she alright? <laughs> Shouldn't be red. She grabs Katsuragi and takes him to the library to tell him that Shiori Fantastic has set rubbish. his alarm off. Shiori turns up, she's got every single book possible from the library that mentions fire trucks. 458 books, to be precise. This girl has a lot of time on her hands. Well, you say that. She then says, internally, that she's read every book in the library. Every book. And in her, in the internal monologue, she even says that she thinks she's coming across as creepy because she's bought 458 books on fire trucks over. All I want is one that talks about fire trucks. Not one that has every reference to a red fire truck. Are there other colour fire trucks? They're blue, actually. Oh, okay, there cool. are other colour fire trucks. I think I saw a green one somewhere in the world. Yeah, there's an airport one, which is like green, I think. Oh, okay. We get another sequence, musical sequence, uh, all about how amazing books are. That's these three that, episodes. That's it. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Katsuragi. I'm looking at your notes, Sheenie. They look a bit thin on the ground. Yeah, well, Katsuragi talks about the rule tackle this type of girl is that you have to listen really carefully to find and hear their inner voice oh you have to stay quiet near the fucking library yeah well fucking done my god he says that in a game thick plot in a in a game you can see the inner voice because it comes up on the screen so you know exactly what the virtual girls are thinking at all times he says it's absolutely hopeless to be able to do it in real life so he at that point he turns to leave we cut to Shiori, she's sitting there, and there's a couple in the library who are getting, should we say, frisky? 
Yeah, there's a couple in the library and they're getting a little bit frisky and Shiori talks about how she doesn't like vulgarity and she's a bit uptighty. You guys didn't have any of this in your libraries, did you, at school? What? I'm looking at you specifically, Grayson. Some of this friskiness happened in your library. <laughs> friskiness. Uh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, what's up, Tara? <laughs> <laughs> and Tara's sister. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Tara's brother? Brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a bit too young. I didn't come out then. Oh, sorry. I think I was about 14. What's up, what's up to all the Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon people <laughs> that I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon with? School was very different when I went there. Very different. <laughs> the cool kids always went in the library. <laughs> hey, I was in the wrong generation. <laughs> Believe me, you weren't. <laughs> I was definitely bullshitting about that. <laughs> Me and Sam were in the library, oh, so it's definitely it not happening. What, you were making out? Is <laughs> 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 that his butthole? Kick me, Sam. <laughs> Sam, you whore. <laughs> Shout out to Sam whore right there. We can, we can keep that on the cut. <laughs> We cut to the moment where they're having a meeting within the library and the the head librarian girl, she chucks a list at Shiori and is like, I haven't got time to do this. Can you do it? Shiori gets dumped with all the shit because she never stands up for herself. She never speaks out. But she doesn't speak for a fucking start, let alone speak out. And she's putting books away and she's struggling to get this certain book in this certain spot that's a little bit too high for her. She falls... And Katsuragi is behind her to catch her in the book. I have a problem with this character, and it's not a mate. Look, the only problem I have is her silences are too long. A lot of this episode is her having internal monologues and him standing there just looking blank face. Yes, well, that's what happens is she's sitting there and she's talking inside her head for an age about how she should thank him for catching her. Like, I'm not going to lie, if you go through these three episodes, I would probably say... I'm trying to go through the episodes. <laughs> There's three 20-minute episodes. I reckon they're probably about 10 minutes of her silence and internal monologue. You bitch. <laughs> I'm ignoring him right now. She ends up saying, Thankonomics, because she's holding an economics book, and that's what comes out, and that's the end of the episode. Because she just turns and leaves after saying that in embarrassment. And we go into episode 10. To be fair, whoever wrote this should do the same. It opens with her being embarrassed and leaving the conversation with Katsuragi. Before she gets away, though, Katsuragi turns around to her and says the words, books aren't needed anymore. Why don't we just go digital for everything? It's ahead of its time, this episode. Yeah, it is, isn't it? In in essence, because he's not wrong. In a sense, although... Me, personally, I prefer an actual book. I can't no. read Kindles. I yeah, like, no. I have, I, I, I've I don't read do maybe digital. a handful of books in the last few years. Audiobooks. Audiobooks is where, Audiobooks I, is where I go. No, I'd, I'd rather... I like the feel of a book. I would rather have Stephen Fry talking to me in my ears. Ah, I see you've <laughs> listened to Harry Potter too. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Already player one. Yeah, we'll wait. Yeah, we'll yeah what's up, Will? Yeah. So, Shiori, this makes Shiori stop in her tracks when he says this. She doesn't like his opinion. She doesn't say anything, but then he pushes the issue even further. Pisses her off. She all returns to him, walks up to him, and manages to squeeze out the words, you're stupid, and walks away. 
So he forces her to say something. Cutting commentary there. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> this fucking... Oh, this character. Just n- no. We cut to Shiori. She's on her own. She's thinking about Katsuragi and about what he said. And so he's weaseled his way into sort of into her mind as such by the words he was saying. He's pissed her off. Well, Elsie turns around and she goes, oh, you've really annoyed her. We've ruined the situation. And he says, no, not at all. Three, three fingers <laughs> to his forehead. And he goes, I demanded this situation, of course, because I wanted to know. And I've now got into her mind. So I mean, word in her thoughts. What was that? <laughs> what evil, was that? Evil genius. <laughs> Chris, Chris Evans mind freak and something like that. We get a flashback of Shiori's past and from what we can see, she has always been quiet and stoic and slow as well. As if she's like, she takes an age to think about things or to say anything, to formulate a sentence. Is she, is she has, do you think she's supposed to, be portrayed as having maybe a disability no no or is she just that socially awkward that she doesn't know what I to say i think she's supposed to be a velma type but she comes across as a potato a potato <laughs> <laughs> ah starchy <laughs> like i agree there's a lot of fucking dead air for this so much so much this is a one episode girl yeah. I, I read two. my notes then. I was like, what the fuck's coming up next? Yeah, we get the the flying sequence where she's naked and she's like a fairy, oh, fairy. and she's flying oh, through the God. <laughs> Books transport me places. Yeah, we've heard it in a <laughs> fucking million other movies and you're not going to do it as well as fucking Dead Poet Society, so shut the fuck up. Damn, that was a good movie. Fucking great movie. Carry on, she. We find out then in a meeting that she's having with the other children that they're adding a media room to the library where people can watch DVDs and listen to CDs and things like that. Do you know what the media room was when I was at school? It had a projector in it. Yeah. <laughs> they one of those, you know the wheel-out tellies on a trolley? Oh, yeah. Of course everybody had the wheel-out tellies. You fucking prayed for that to come yeah. out. Because that meant Jurassic Park was going on, baby. <laughs> the, the, the VHSs were coming out. Yeah, damn right. You guys Do you remember how exciting smart boards were when they came in? I don't know what you the fuck there. is a smart board. You remember smart boards? Yeah. Everyone got crazy. What the fuck is a smart board? Uh, have you never seen them? It's like a whiteboard, right. but electronic. But it's, so it's, with, it's like, connected electronic to a computer. Pens, connected to a laptop. Right. So everyone was like, oh my God. What? And guess what? You get a pen and draw a dig on the fucking thing. Yeah. You had a, when you're at park, you had a wild one teacher that used it. And it was in every single room. And literally all the teachers that I ever had they all kept, park, going, oh, I don't like kept this. using I whiteboards. fucking whiteboards. Or there was always that one that stuck to a blackboard. I had well. one. Yeah, chalkboard. Yeah. I had a fucking RE teacher. Sci- oh, I had mine was in science. Oh, which one? Mr. Spencer? Uh, maybe a big fat dude. Yep, Mr. Spencer. Yep, he stuck to a fucking blackboard. <laughs> I watched him set some kid's hair on fire <laughs> Park High School, everybody. Park High School. He was walking past them and the kid like jerked backwards and knocked his shoulder and chemical just went blur on this kid. (laughs) That's fucking shit. Health and safety. (laughs) He was carrying him to that like thing in the corner which like took all the fumes out and stuff. (laughs) Well, it certainly took all the fumes out onto his fucking head. Going back to the discussion about the media room, Shiori at this point wants to say something but she just can't work up the courage to say anything. As she leaves the meeting, she sees Katsuragi sitting there and he is 
drawing in a book. So she storms over and she snatches it off of him. And he turns around to her and goes, well, actually, I was just correcting the information in the book because it's wrong and you shouldn't have... Because I'm a Mr. Smarty Pants. You shouldn't have... Fo- well, it's, it's all about, uh, isn't it, game... Yeah, video games. Yeah. yeah, video games, and he knows the answer. And she's like, regardless of what that was, you shouldn't do it. That's called Wikipedia for people these days. And she, she calls him an idiot again. Cutting and biting commentary. <laughs> Francesca... <laughs> The insults cut deep. Yeah. You blithering fool. And again, we go, we go to another day. <laughs> you absolute blackguard. <laughs> we go to another day and he's writing in another book and she storms over to tell him off and he's like, I can do what I want. It's my own book. It's not a library book. See, I, I, at that moment where you said, no, no, he no, says, say it in I your thought you Boris voice again. What? <laughs> say it in your Boris voice again. You wait until my father hears about this. <laughs> it's very nice. Very nice. <laughs> And she already tells him that even if it is his book, he shouldn't write in books because it's wrong to Did write in books. Did she not notice that the books. book that had three fucking cosplay girls on the front might not belong in the school library? No, it belongs in the school library. <laughs> it's yeah, very important hidden, literature. Hidden underneath the shelf. Why was yours hidden? Like, it was Forest out porn. there. Forest, <laughs> forest, <laughs> porn. forest porn. It's not forest porn in a library. Technically, it's already within the trees. It could be. Eventually, we start to see Shiori's inner voice is starting to come out a little bit more, and she's starting to say stuff out loud a little bit more. No, no, no. Please carry on. Tell me how annoying she is. I haven't heard enough. Well, she starts to bond with Katsuragi about the library because he says that it's it's a good, peaceful, quiet place where he can just get on with his gaming it's the turn isn't it and he's had like two interactions and then he wants his third interaction to be like the one where she begins to realize that ah there's this guy actually does like the library and he tells her his name and she actually tells him her name and she gets flustered by the fact that she's told somebody her name and she runs off and she's sitting there katsuragi walks over and she starts tearing up a piece of paper and runs off he picks it up, it's Elsie puts it together with her magic shawl. It's a flyer. So it's not a page from the Death Note then. So she we didn't don't... have to worry about a fucking name. <laughs> no, we don't see the translation again for the flyer, but it's a flyer about the media room, I think. Just include audiobooks in the media room. And this is when the episode ends with Katsuragi saying, I can see the ending. <laughs> oh, damn, if you didn't let me know. <laughs> Give me the nod. No, no let no, me no. do it. <laughs> I can see the end. Ing. 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 <laughs> Ing. <laughs> and we jump to episode 11, the end of the Shiori arc. Oh, thank fuck. The Shiori arc. Isn't it just? It uh, opens with Shiori in a shop and she is looking around for a member of staff, but she hasn't got the confidence to ask a member of staff to help her. Cut to her, cut to her back at school. And yeah, but nobody ever asked anybody at the shop unless they're a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> See, he knows. He's been in shops. You've been you're in the shops. Karen. <laughs> Let me see your manager. <laughs> it turns I out, am the manager. It, <laughs> Let me see you then. <laughs> she you, by the way. She. she you. What's going on with me today? I'm having a fucking stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that she's bought a load of what looks like Lucky Charms and not the cereal, but like actual <laughs> luck. <laughs> oh, you're taking me Lucky Charms. <laughs> she's got loads of like 
charms and food and all sorts of stuff like that. And she's in the library and she starts picking out and removing loads and loads of books. Then she starts barricading the door with chairs. It's not really a barricade. She sort of puts them in front of the door. Essentially, what she's doing is she's she's gone on strike over the fact that they're putting a media room in the library and that they're throwing away a load of the books to make room for the media room. She's doing a sit-in. <laughs> she's gone on strike. What for? I don't know. She won't fucking tell me. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? I don't know. <laughs> when do we want it? <laughs> Cutting. Absolutely cutting. Even Katsuragi, who sees that it's barricade and doesn't know why, he's like, I I need to find out why she's done this. So he gets Elsie to fly him up to the roof. Cut to Shiori, who ends up, during her strike, falling asleep. And we see another flashback to her childhood of her being super scared and super anxious of things and... There's that weird moment in the school where she breaks something and then just will not say a single fucking word. The plant to any thing. Yeah, but she won't say... I thought it was going to be another kid who did it, but she was too scared to say that it was the other kid, but it just... It literally comes of nothing. Nothing comes of it. Do you want to kiss, Grayson? You look like you've got a bad soul inside you. It needs to be exercised out. That's been it? there for a while. And then we, see, then we see her as a child. <laughs> He's mates with him. <laughs> we see her as a child and we see her find the library when she was a kid. And that's how her love of books died. Because it no, was a that's how the never-ending story started. <laughs> Why? She didn't want to go into a piano lesson that she was late for. Yes, because she, didn't she... To be fair, is she wrong on that one? Why? Are you going into a piano lesson? I did like keyboard for like fucking ten years. No, it's not a piano lesson. Different things. Really? Pushing the green button. Again. Techno gym. I was gonna be like And Jim just doing the chopsticks. That's it. Ten years. You know, I learnt the prophecy from Lord of the Rings, the full version as well. Calm so, down, ladies. So <laughs> don't all get wedded once. <laughs> I can hear you all gushing from here. <laughs> there are women at work listening to this, and they've just ran to get wet floor signs because you. Flush <laughs> everybody. She already wakes up when Katsuragi falls through the roof onto the top of the library bookshelf. He tells her. He turns around and tells Shiori that he is there to support her. And we see up on the roof that Elsie has drilled a ginormous hole in the roof of the library with her shawl, which has turned into a giant drill. Ah. Two of them. Gurren Lagen. We're back to drills. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be drilling out the fucking library away from this bird. What? What? <laughs> they end up... They Go end out up... the door! There's a fucking door! <laughs> Go out of the door! Blocked. Blocked. Plus, it's just about sending a message. All right, fucking Joker. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about sending a message. They end up sitting together and Katsuragi just sits there and plays his game and Shiori actually tries to make a conscious effort of trying to interact with him. But he's just playing his game. He's ignoring her. And there's even the moment she offers him a drink and he still he still doesn't even do anything. He just sits there playing his game. Scotch on the rocks, please. <laughs> Jim's getting flashbacks. <laughs> She, she finally... So, what flashbacks? <laughs> Do you want a drink, Jim? Yes, please, Dash. Oh, God. <laughs> flashbacks, indeed. <laughs> she finally says 
something along the lines of um, it's rude that you're sitting there playing your game or something like that that encourages Katsuragi to actually snap out of it and take a drink. As he takes a drink, the power goes out. Why? Because, because, <laughs> because why? the police have surrounded the building. They've cut the power. No, cut John McLean's on the inside. Fucking SWAT teams coming through the roof. They've cut the power to the building. The other students. Yeah. That's why the power goes out. Go and out. get a teacher. No, they don't want <laughs> Jim the grass. They literally, they literally tackle this. They say they don't want to get a teacher because then the teacher might accept this other student's view of not wanting the media room to the fact that they've gone to the extent that they've gone to because they don't want the media Would room. Would this be down to the decision of some 14-year-old fucking girls? If a teacher's not aware of the situation, then it's... About they're, they're the media doing they're doing. Oh, That's if somebody felt decision. that strongly about it... A teacher might second guess the decision to do it. Don't student council bodies and different clubs and that have monetary yes, funds they do, yeah. and that for yeah, they like do. Japan and yeah. America, I think. They oh, have America quite a difference. Yeah. That's not um that's not a club though. That's just an actual it's building. A library club, yeah, it's, no, it's a building. Yeah. Fine, it's the library building club. <laughs> the library building club. Anyway, Shiori fall, ends up falling on top of Katsuragi because the power's gone out. How? Again, this is like they were both sitting on the floor. Yes, I know. And because they they panic, and then they all the the books start falling, and no, then no, they I've end fallen. up falling on each I've other. Fallen again. Then he pushes her. <laughs> then he, she pushes him off, which then causes more books to fall, which means they get buried under more books. Oh fuck! It's this bit. Drowning in books. And Katsuragi's like, I'd rather not die under all these books. Thanks. So he fucks off. Well, he says like. He just wants to be alone and live in peace. That's what he says. I mean, he's not... Actually, that's not a lie no. at all. And Shiori says, that's what I want. And he's like... He calls her out on her bullshit. And he goes, no, that's not what you want at all. You're just scared of people, even though you really want to say something to people. He says, I'm different. I don't care about the real world at all. You do. Hence why you're doing this whole sit-in is because you care. This gives her... It makes her think about all the times that she's always wanted to say something or, or speak out about something. It's not because she can't. It's because she doesn't want to or is scared to, basically, isn't it? And we see her start to almost sink into some sort of pit of despair. And of then all books. of a sudden... Yeah, and then all of a sudden uh, there's a light at the end. It's Katsuragi's hand comes down, pulls her out of all the books, and they kiss, and her soul... Leaves her body. No, this not her soul. The bad soul leaves her body. The yeah, soul left forced. my body fucking with these three episodes. Fuck me. Um, him bringing her to this point seems... Considering it was over three episodes, that moment seems rushed. It does. Even though we had three nothing, episodes. That's because nothing happened. Over the two episodes, there was so much silence going on. Yeah, there wasn't much. This could have been done in an episode and a half. Episode. Yeah, episode. possibly even an episode. Like, what they could have done over those two episodes of silence and those interactions, they could have had cutscenes. Like, literally, cutscene, cutscene, cutscene of him doing stuff to get to that point, which would have taken two minutes each time. Instead, they took five to seven minutes on an each hour. scene. An hour. Yeah, an hour to get to that yeah. point. Ooh, that's a movie. 
we jumped to Shiori telling her classmates exactly how she really feels about the whole media room thing. And they actually do listen and they're like, well, we'll actually discuss this properly if this is how you feel. She's forgotten Katsuragi at this point, but she knows that something isn't quite right. She even turns around and goes, was there another person in here with me? Oh, she drinks his drink. Yeah, and she sort of touches her lips and she's like, something's not right. What? And it, and it, <laughs> I'm watching him. He's just broken. He's just sat there, looked me dead in the eyes. <laughs> she touches her lips. Something's not right. <laughs> this is the moment where it, the episode... <laughs> no, not them ones. <laughs> it ends... <laughs> this is why we need fucking video. Everybody would have seen that. It ends with us seeing Katsuragi and he doesn't seem quite right. It's almost like something is starting to get to him. He has a moment where you start to think all of these things that are happening are affecting him now. This one hits closer to home because of the isolationist aspect of it, doesn't it? With the fact that this girl doesn't want to interact with the world. For him, it might do, yeah. This one, I think, hits him that way. Every single character that we've had so far hits him in a different way. And I think different aspects of it. Stuff that we probably don't even read to, like the fact that the first one is like excelling in everything and trying to get there. He excels in everything, technically, but he, he doesn't does. want to interact with it. Second one's about a father figure, distant, who's now dead. Well, his father figure's now gone completely. Dead to them. Dead to them. The third one is about literally being famous and about having self-confidence, which he doesn't have. And he has his blog. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think he's a confident That's a stretch. guy. Yeah, in his own world. He's a confident with what he does, yeah. No, I world. think he's just confident anyway. Even in the real world, people yeah. tell him to do stuff and he's just like, yeah, all right. And if he doesn't want to do it, he's like, nah, thanks. Maybe. He's confident in that sense. Anyway, we go into episode 12, the final episode. Thank God. This is a weird episode. I love this episode. Terrible episode. It's the more, more of actually what the god, well, God only knows than god anything. God of conquest. Yeah. This is more about him than any of the other episodes. So it opens with Katsuragi shopping and he's buying tons and tons and tons of new games, new dating sim games. And deliveries are coming in and everything like that to his house. He's got <laughs> his posters. Got his posters. He's got his posters. And we see a pile of games sitting there and he's talking about all these games. He goes Super Saiyan. For a moment as well. Yeah, his hair goes blonde. Super Saiyan. Becomes evil for a little bit. And we cut to Elsie. And she's getting settled into the real world. She's starting to get a foothold in what life is like. She's cleaned the room again. She's actually... She's actually really good at cleaning. Yeah. We've seen that. Well, yeah, but she has been the cleaner of hell for the last 302 years. And then the door opens and we see Katsuragi appear. And he looks gaunt and basically like a zombie. And uh, need games. He talks about the yeah. fact that he's upset that he's got this massive backlog of games now and he's got to work extra hard to get through them all. Oh no, I've got too many games to play. Because he says, I think he says, like, a new dating sim comes out at least every week. Once every month, I thought he said. No, but I think it's once a week. Uh-huh. Just a new dating sim every week. That's a lot of dating sims. So he decides he's got to go into. One, I don't know. I, I, do you know what? After this, after I watched this the first time, got one. I got one. Actually, not that bad. Dating Sims. It's all right. We also went to 
uh, MCM and went and saw that Doki Doki, didn't we? I've got that game. Yeah, That's got creepy that, as fuck. Yeah. You can dig as deep He's as you got that game. That. I've got it. He's got... Why? Both of you have got that game and you call me the weird one. That one, yeah. What you want is Honey Pop. Seen it. Not got it again. I bet Get Sheenie's got it. I'm good. <laughs> so I was, was, was going to say, well, that's all. <laughs> so, Sakatsuragi decides to complete this backlog of games he's got to go into the God of Conquest mode and he locks himself in his room not for long though because Elsie fashions a key and goes into his room for the first time and sees that he has every single console that's ever been made this is when we see all the types the of PFPs. multiple consoles and multiple TVs and the yeah, Y box. PF3. Why is there everything up to a from a fucking NES all the way up to a PS3? The Creamcast. The Creamcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, the P64. Yeah. Uh, the Y Y Y box. Yeah, the Y box. And we see Katsuragi playing multiple dating games on multiple screens all at once. And he says that he could play six games at once. He's gone into God mode. And even at one point, a couple of the games have like sad endings and he starts getting emotional at the end of those as well. <laughs> I never... Oh, the top left and the bottom right had really interesting stories. <laughs> Fucking great. This guy did remind me right then, though, of when I was playing ESO. Like, horrifically a lot. Like the 12 hours a day you of ESO. You could have just stopped at horrifically. It describes the game. Fuck you. When I was playing ESO 12 hours a day. That guy reminded me of that. Elsie sees all of this and just decides that it's best that she just leaves and stays out of his way while he's in this mode. That's when he receives the, the random email from a you fan. You missed the great quote. What great quote? The games are his substance when he's like this. Fuck it. Oh. His sustenance. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Why? Stop it. It's just, no. It's what? such a stupid Why have you got a problem with that? Because it's a mum. Go feed your fucking son. Nah. It's all right. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. He'll get food when he wants food. He's got food. that digital puss puss. <laughs> He'll be fine. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> digital puss I've made you some cookies. <laughs> and a glass of juice. And a glass of juice. Digital puss puss. Digital puss puss. <laughs> Meow, meow. <laughs> he then receives the message from a fan asking him if he has beaten the latest Princess Derby game. What is this game? It's a horse race, mate. Horse racing? <laughs> what looks like Space Invaders. Yeah, I was gonna going to say, it goes on. into Space Invaders and stuff. Anyway, eventually, Katsuragi becomes super tired and starts flagging because he's been in God of Conquest mode for... He said he can only do it for an hour at a time. But usually. he's done it for like 12 hours. God knows how long he's done it. God only knows. And then he starts, he decides he's going to play all the different versions on all the different consoles of the Princess Derby game because of nostalgia? At the same time. Yeah. He talks about how he got to the point where he could play multiple games at the same time, doesn't he? He he plays it so hard (laughs) that the consoles explode. We've all had this problem. Apart from one that is like so old that it's dialing up to start yeah like what broadband. was a tape <laughs> it's so fucking old you've never played a console with a tape not like that like a tape deck like a cassette who has I go one. on there we go, there we go. My, the first console I owned when you bought a game you bought a book I had a Sega 
Yeah, very late. It's it, like sixth or seventh generation. I had a Dreamcast, oh. and I had yeah, the, the SNES as well. Yeah. That's so the it. SNES is older. Before that, you had the NES. That's Atari. based on the Famicom. Then you, yeah, the Atari, yeah, the Commodore 64, the BBC. Oh, I had a NES, yeah. I forgot the SNES. Again, first the generation NES. of the major consoles. We had the BBC. Probably my favourite one. No, I had the Game Boy Pocket. <laughs> Fuck me, the Game Boy Pocket. Did you never have the Game Boy Pocket? No one had a Game Boy Pocket. It sucked. What? It was the first ever fucking handheld console, wasn't it? No, the Game Boy was. No, the Game Boy Pocket was because Game Boy and then the Game Boy Color, wasn't it? No, Game right. Boy Pocket. You had a Game Boy, and even that had precursors because the DS is based on it. Mm. You had the um um the the. We're, we're gonna have to have a gaming podcast eventually because we're we're fucking calling out games and talking about them all the time. Yeah, let's go back. Uh, at this point, Elsie walks back into Katsuragi's bedroom and he is floating in the air and meditating. He's zoning. He's getting in the zone, should we say. Isn't he doing like weird yoga pose where he's like got his legs yes. right up by his fucking shoulders? And his his obsession is becoming so bad at this point. And he's created a 360 gaming ring with all the consoles. And he's going to try and play 24 games simultaneously at the same time. So. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> Elsie tells him that she's worried that he's wasting his life away by doing this. And that he loves games way too much. What? I don't like that. I agree with him here. It doesn't work. He goes into overdrive mode and starts playing all the games at once. He enters a realm for only the divine. A world that God only knows. Yeah. Love it. Fucking referenced in the entire series. Yeah, the series is referenced in the series. Eventually he manages... (laughs) Eventually... (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not having Yu-Gi-Oh! Because Yu-Gi-Oh! is literally Yu-Gi. So is Digimon. Yeah, but they're digital monsters. And Pokemon are pocket monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he ends up making up for three months worth of game time. In one day. Or is it one day or is it two days? Just, uh, it's a Sunday. He's doing it all (laughs) on one day. He gets to the last game and he is so spent that he just can't finish that last game until it starts to talk to him. And all the game And all the other gamer girls come out and start encouraging him and they take hold of his hand... And he goes to the game world with them. And there's a fucking awful song being played. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is that? It is it supposed to take the piss? I, no. I don't know. what is That can't be a genuine song. No, it's, it's not. horrendous. Whoever's singing that there's is no, fucking awful. There is no way that's genuine. I think it's meant to take the piss. And that's how it ends. And then we get a little bit of a teaser of... Uh, I there believe will it's be Elsie's sister. Ah, oh, get your second. Uh, we're we're loading the second. No, she's like, um, get ready for season two. There has to be a season two because I'm here. Because I'm here, and that's it. And then that's obviously. it. And then it says, yeah, season two. But that song at the end, fucking north, <laughs> so fucking bad. When that person started singing, I was like, are they taking the piss? They were taking the shit. piss. They must have been. So the world God only knows. What's our final thoughts? Shall we let Grayson, because he's going to shit on it? Of course I'm going to shit on it. It was shit. It's not shit. It is shit. It's not... Two filler episodes of shit. Other than that, love it. Nah. The last four episodes, fucking awful. I didn't mind Chiori. So you got... Fucking terrible. You could have cut two of those episodes out. The last episode is fucking crap. There's three episodes gone. Two filler episodes. That's six episodes. I like the character. Did they drag it out too long? Yes, but the character and the the, the premise of the the quiet character was good. Yeah, 
just done really badly. Mm. Really badly. With filler episodes, the songs are pretty good. They were cool. The art style was crap. It was quite cheap. It was very... The art style was very fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And I didn't mind the art style. Very the art style is fine. Boring. It's fine. The, the canon arc of this is the, the best three episodes. Yeah, probably. I quite like the rich girl. That was mm. all they right. They were all right. That yeah. was all right. Running one was good because it established the actual yeah. rules and boundaries. Yeah. I, like, I think that was the only one that was actually designed to be comedy. I like the characters. Yeah. I no, the, like the, the characters. main character's good. The rest of them are very boring. But they're supposed to be mediocre, boring, run-of-the-mill. They're supposed to be fucking... almost standard gaming characters. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, it does well, but it's also a flaw of, well, I've seen these characters a thousand fucking times, but you're supposed to have had. He's supposed to have had. Yeah. Hence why he can tackle them. Yeah. It's just it's just not a good show. It's just not. My take? Two episodes were bad, and it's the ones, as we can probably tell from the fact that, you know, we fucking steamed through the last four, was the fact that the librarian episodes went on for two episodes too long. Should have been one episode. And then we could have had another trope. We could have had a different character trope. Well, they could have introduced in... Chiori a bit earlier. Yeah, they could have had a Chiori as episode 12. Yeah. But they could have still had another short person come in or like a different trope come in because there's so many tropes that you have yep. for different like romance sims and that. When they, gen- they genre this as a harem, if they were going to do that, they could have done a lot of things differently. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's not a harem. Like no, it's said. not, but they genre it as yeah. one. Yeah, It's more of a dating sim. Real world dating sim. I, if I would have done this, I would have had a lot more girls in it mm-hmm. of him conquering. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, you just need one more. Cut out two of the episodes of the library girl. Four episodes. In... You've got the two filler and the two episodes no, of the library girl. No, I like the... Third... There are three fillers, technically, because you've got the mind... glitched episode one. Uh, yeah, the glitch one. I don't I like the, the glitch, glitch one. one. I don't mind it. It needs to be in the middle somewhere, not where it is. It's got... Co- that episode for the glitch one has got good character building for me. Along the main protagonist character, yeah. the lunchbox episode is fucking shit. Get rid of it. Yep. Yeah, that is get rid shit. Of it. The cake episode. Yeah, it then becomes eleven episodes. Yeah, that's uh, the cake episode. Yeah, yeah, that needs to go. Then it becomes an eleven episode season. The last one needs changing, so there's ten episodes. Take two of the fucking library girl ones. If not, that's have the episodes. library girl episode be two. And then you could have a, another two episode one. You can do, trope. but you need more stuff to happen if you're going to do that. Less of these silent, awkward moments of inner monologue and actual events taking place. Or they set up episode 12, they move that back one, have another uh, episode of a trope, take out like the two episodes of The Librarian, bring it down to one, put in one extra trope, then have your I mean, video gaming one. Where's our cosplay girl? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Where's your cosplay, girl? Where's the model? Yeah, we Where, don't have where's the... like the, the AV star or something? Yeah. Uh, these have got to be high your history. school kids as well, haven't your they? Your history, so. girl. Somebody like that. The nerd. Yeah, we don't have that. That's supposed to be Shiori, is it not? Gamer girl? She's the bookworm. Gamer girl? The gamer one, yeah. The one obsessed Could have had anything. Like, we could have had another trope of that. You can. You had to yeah. fall in love with her on an MMO. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Playing a game out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Well, no, it would have been in his comfort zone, so it would well, have been one episode. Dating sim, but if I had to play something yeah. else where he would have interacted with other real people inside mm. the game. But that could have been one episode. 
Then you convert your episode 12 into episode 11. And then for episode 12, because they already knew they were going to have a second season, let's have a hint to the next season. Let's have one that sets up for the next season. Can we address that they should stop with this, there needs to be 12 episodes? If there's 11, there's 11. I think they're, they're starting to break the mould a little bit with that. Yeah, they, uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the newer ones now are, they can be 13, 15, yeah. 8. Like I've seen Sword Art did yeah. it where it was fucking 24. Yeah, or something that, stupid. They can do 24 sometimes. But just stopped aiming for 12. Yeah. Just make your show. I think, and if you get 10 episodes, great. If you get 12 episodes, great. I think 12 fits it. in when they're trying to recreate manga. Probably. It yeah, fits in well. Why do that? In just that make term. the fucking manga then. They does do, but they in, have to keep up with the source material. Does it fit in act for act? What it, does, couldn't tell what it does is fit in with a broadcast schedule. Yeah, it does. Probably. Do, well, you think about it, they do what, six month stint? I think they do like six months or three month well, stints where yeah. there's different. Uh, it's just a comfortable months. amount for them, 12 yeah. episodes, and then Pack they do in. another 12 for season two. Pack it in. It's British know. TV not showing them that you don't need to do that. Well, we have Blue The Wars Office had, episodes. what, six episodes yeah. in one season, and it's considered better than any American one that's fucking come out. Top Gear ranges from fucking, what, an eight episode is the shortest season they've done to, I think they did eight, 18 or 19 in one season. Just make the show you want to make. Stop worrying about fucking number. The but thing is, they, sti- they stick to that 20 minutes as well, don't yeah, they? Uh, yeah, because then you get those filler episodes that none of us like. Well, I don't mind some of them. Depends, Depends how on done. what they do. Some doing. of them are okay. If they do, like, the one that they fucking did in Gurren Lagann, shit, it's fucking awful. The beach episode is terrible. Fucking get rid of it. Yeah. It slows down the show. It's a fucking bookmark that doesn't need to be there. It's out of place. Stop it. But, like I said, this uh, series, going up to episode six, fine. Nothing wrong with it. We can six, have that. Six and seven are canon. Yeah, six and seven, that's fine. Up to six and seven, we're fine. I think even the filler episode of him having the glitch one, really good character building. My only problem with this is the last three. Like, you could have taken out two episodes of Library and put in something different or put in another trope and then moved the last episode to episode 11. And then if you want to have 12 episodes, put in for the next series because you know you've got season two. Have the OVA as as episode 12. No, but you've got... Finish on episode 11. Have an OVA as a a fucking end of season. Yeah, but you've got season two. Yeah. They already knew they were having season two. So set up for Not season two. Conquest. Just have something like a standard OVA. Just something that is there everyday life, having fun, fucking doing stuff. Yeah. Just have that as episode twelve, and then but, on the, on the end of that one, tack on season. But they two. do it's do that in. with the birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, they do. Or not birthday cake. With do the it cake. better. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, just make make that bit. It's a lazy episode. It's fucking so lazy. It's a lazy episode. But I still was excited to go into season two. So that's where I'm at. So don't don't surprise boys if I come back next week and I go, oh, by the way, I've watched season two also of the, well, the God Only Knows because I loved this series. When we went and watched it, Sheenie, I powered through 36 episodes of this and did all the OVAs as well. And I remember coming up to you after that, that week and going, oh, this was a great anime. And we talked about it for probably like two, three hours just about the anime. What about yourself? I, I love this anime. It was one of the first ones I ever watched, and, and I really liked it. When you know, it's not a harem, 
that they try and make it out to be. It it's doesn't not, become a harem until season two. There's No, and there's better messages in it when you actually look at what Katsuragi is trying to achieve. Uh, like we've already discussed, it's, it's he's fixing lives, not just getting girls. And I like that. All right, well, let's get into the final ratings then. Jim, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, I think uh, from the conversation we've just had, I think you guys can sort of see where I'm leaning to on mine. I actually loved a lot of the characters. I think they were well presented. I loved the music. I loved the storylines that we had. Again, I think they went on too long with a couple of the storylines and the filler episode that we really all hated, the cake episode, really brought it down a notch by one for me. So I'm going to go with a 7.5 on this one. Okay. I get rid of a quarter of this fucking show. The characters are good ideas, executed fucking poorly, except the main protagonist, who is actually a very good character, done very well. The music was eh. Forgettable. Some of there was like maybe one Ooh. song that stung out, stuck out for me. Yeah, and even that is the main song, the opening. That OP episode, no. the opening is fucking all, all Canon songs I loved. Yeah, the I songs really couldn't give a fuck. It's another fucking Japanese pop song. I don't care. They all sound very fucking similar <laughs> when they're in these shows, and this was written to just be forgotten. Yeah, it's not K-On. major. K on though makes rock. Like, they make pop rock. You can put K on next to fucking Blink-182 and they would fit. You couldn't put this next to fucking anything and it'd be good. They'd be fighting for it. It just isn't. The animation was fucking done cheaply. It's not bad. It's not bad. Everything that's animated is animated well, but it's animated at the same level as Pokemon is animated or Yu-Gi-Oh is animated. No, it's not that bad. It is fucking... It's right there. It's not that bad. They even resort at one point... To doing fucking Charlie Brown animation, fucking looking up Big Mouth's nose is sticking out. The entire class does it. That pissed me off. No. It fucking happened, and it's fucking annoying and cheap. Four. Okay. It's not the worst show I've ever seen. Would I watch it again? Would I carry on watching it? Hell fucking no. Fair enough. I mean, I'm probably going to go away and watch the next couple of seasons of it, actually, because re-watching it sort of reignited that enthusiasm yeah i had yeah. the same it's nostalgia as well because like i said it's one of the first ones i ever watched um that also does help if it's one of the first ones you've ever watched and you've got nostalgia yeah i'm watching it again i, I realized how much i did enjoy the show i would give it a seven i'm surprised actually i would have thought you'd have been about the same as me she needs 7.5 we have decided to be a bit more fair in the way we've done our uh in our calculations yes we'll we'll, we'll try and calculate it a little bit easier so it comes out at a score of 6.1 the world god only knows gets the summoning boys 6.1 out of 10 and on that note all you summoners can join us next time where we will be watching the movie Ghost in a Shell. I believe we're doing the original. The original, not the standalone oh, complex. The, the original. Not I, remember, the I the original. remember the original. This kickstarted anime in the West. All right, we've got to, we've got to do it. I know we've got to do it, but I've watched it already. And get ready. You're in for a treat of writing those notes, Sheenie. If you've got any questions or queries or just want to know what we're up to, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at How Not To Summon or join our Discord at How Not To Summon A Podcast. I've been Sheenie Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been surprised Jim's not doing the outro. Yeah, this is a good point. I can see the end. (laughs) I can see the end.
again.